Welcome everybody to the Spoiler Me Podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. This is episode 271 of our show. What up, what up, what up, Bricago? We're so happy to be with you this week. I am joined this week, my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes science look good, the man who makes STEM look good, the man who makes everything look good. It is Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How are you doing, sir? I'm, do- I'm doing good, man. Not only do I make th- things look good, but I make uh, good things look as well <laughs> by by the reflexive property of reef by the transitive property of reef it, it you know like what goes around comes around and that's what i say when i've had a long day of tutoring my brain is like just a mess a mush of different <laughs> principles uh that went from third grade math to calculus to oh everything God. in between today it was quite a day i thought about you a lot actually today because i was i was trying to do my taxes and I was doing uh, a whole bunch of spreadsheet work. And I was like, man, I wish Reef was here. <laughs> I, wish, I was like, well, he could just pop up on my shoulder and help oh, me figure I'd out. I'd be so excited. I love a good spreadsheet, man. Oh, um, I yeah. I was, life. I was, yeah, I was actually at a writing retreat uh, this uh, weekend um, mm-hmm. that uh, I was about to say my girlfriend, Laura, but my, my fiance. Yes. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah, 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 that um, she organized, and I was finally able to, you know, because I use like a bunch of spreadsheets to manage like my business, like the finances and scheduling and all that. And mm-hmm. I've had a couple of pretty complicated f- formulas I've been working on for like a couple months, but I haven't had time to actually sit down and just laser focus till till I get them right. Yeah. And I finally got them joints to sing, and like now, like I get all my little totals and my pivots all roll up right and. I can pretty much get any aspect of the business like really quickly. So I love a good Man. spreadsheet. Send me your spreadsheets. Born on me podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> send your spreadsheets. I'm going to send you mine. Cause I need, I need someone to like for spawn on me business to like figure that stuff out. Cause I'm bad at it. I'm awful at spreadsheets. Yeah, I'm awful at all that stuff. I'm just like, I love it. I just it's want like the numbers stuff I do. Up. Yeah. It's like things I do even, even if I wasn't being paid for it. I just love it. That's dope. That's super dope. Uh, we are missing one team member of the Triumphant of Bricago. He is playing hooky on another show. I'm sure you'll hear that stuff. He's hanging out with our brothers from uh, the Throwdown show uh, tonight as we record this. Because uh, he was like, yo, F y'all. I don't want to chill with you and talk about the stuff y'all going to talk about. <laughs> um, he's like, I'm going to chill in a room with 17 brown people instead of just two. So whatever. <laughs> Um, we have a lot of good stuff. Thank you again for, for checking out the show last week. Uh, we had a blast, uh, dropping all that knowledge on all of you. And again, uh, thank you for all the love we've been getting over the, uh, Twitters and all the social media businesses. Uh, cause it's been a lot of fun to be able to go through all that stuff. It was a great week in terms of, um, <clears throat> visibility and also just people shooting, shooting us love, uh, in the world, which was, which was really nice. Uh, but this week we have a pretty short show because of multiple factors. One, uh, we're down a person. Two, we had like we weren't really going to record this week uh, because we have our uh, game of the year stuff dropping uh, this week as well. But the internet blew up uh, <laughs> earlier, <laughs> early in the week. Oh, I'm sorry, it late late today, I should say, it blew up uh, with a couple of different stories. We're going to talk about those towards the end of the show. But the first thing that we want to dig into is actually something else that blew up the internet and really kind of set the stage for a conversation that we've been having over the past couple of shows about 
where the PC space is going to be going because Epic games has kind of overturned the Apple cart and has kind of disrupted the space by one building their store out, making it super pretty and making it really nice for everybody who wants to jump into it. We talked about the new splits that they're going to be doing in terms of revenue with folks who are going to be uh, dropping their games on their store. Uh, But we mostly saw that coming from kind of smaller developers, folks kind of on the indie side, uh, some folks that we knew like super giant and some other ones, but we hadn't really seen anybody from the triple a side jump into the fray and, and drop their stuff on the store. Until the other day when Mm -hmm. our friends at Ubisoft decided and announced that their newest game that's going to be coming out in March, Division 2, is going to be landing on the Epic Store and not on Steam's store. So that means for the first time that Ubi will be uh, showcasing their, their game on a newer store and not just on the usual place, which is usually Steam. Um. Reef, I want to get your thoughts on this because this was this was big news uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, getting to talk about it now with kind of the the, the dust kind of settling. I'm, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are. I'm very excited. Um, like I tweeted out, uh, Valve has just not been challenged for a long time in the triple A space. I feel like in for in terms of PC games, oh. Of of course you had Itchio and Desora and you know and like the other publishers like you know have like their own thing for like smaller titles and you know like Bethesda you know what Fallout seventy six not being on Steam I feel like lost its luster because of what kind of shit that game has turned out to be um, <laughs> yep. but like but 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 like that was another huge announcement that a Fallout game was like uh, not like hitting Steam but this one is dope and it just makes sense for like Ubi. Because they host their stuff on Uplay. Like even even when you buy Ubisoft games on Steam, you still have to launch Uplay to play them. So right. this is really just changing the launcher. But this Epic launcher gives them eighty eight percent of the revenue. You know what I'm saying? Um, as as opposed to um, I think it begins at seventy with uh, Steam. And like I know it goes down a bit um, based on like a volume, but like. Uh, Epic's like, yo, we give you more like money off the bat. So, so like for like companies like um, Ubisoft that like have their own like launcher, you know, mm-hmm. who, like of course they're gonna go with like where the most money is, you know. So even though, yes, it's annoying to have the Epic launcher, Origin, the Bethesda launcher, um, uh, BattleNet for Destiny two, and like and like a, and like a Call Out four. I know, but if it's something that can get Steam to finally say, yo, we need to make some like a changes or to be honest, like just drive Steam out of out of the business. I, you know, I, I think this is good, good stuff. It can only make the, the uh, delivery and maintenance of uh, PC games better. Yeah, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how this game performs on this new Epic launcher. But and, and I'm curious to see. You know, we talked about the splits. We talked about all the different revenue parts of this. But the sentiment part is the thing that I actually am really curious to see. Like, I wonder if this starts to make people think of Epic's launcher as kind of the new place to be. Like, in the same way that Fortnite kind of moved the needle in terms of the BR space. I wonder if this will continue to... um, 
kind of bolster that thought that thought that that kind of mind think that epic is doing stuff that's out of the ordinary and and and, and something special um I do wonder though if you lose well you're gonna lose some functionality stuff like the uplay stuff that's always connected to uh the uplay launcher um I mean, I don't know. I don't really use that stuff often, but it is nice to get those little trinkets and you can then kind of play back into the game itself and and, and those kind of things. I wonder how much of that stuff is going to have to go away with it being in that space. And I wonder if there's going to be actually any other like benefit to getting stuff on the Epic Store when you buy these these kind of third party um, games. Uh, like I, I don't know if there'll be a benefit. I mean, the benefit obviously is Ubi gets m- more money per sale. I mean, that's the benefit, you know, from yeah. a user perspective. You know, you launch a game and it launches you play and you play it. Like, I don't think they're well. Actually, actually, one like benefit would like be that since Epic Launcher is smaller and will, I don't think, will ever approach the size of Steam's l- l- library. It's a lot easier to find stuff that you might be. Interest, interested in so hey yeah. if if you know if like uh, division two is 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 a there you might be browsing around and say hey Ashton looks cool and hey i didn't know that journey was coming to, to like a pc and like all this <laughs> other stuff you know so like it can lead you to check out some other things because it's so much easier to find stuff as opposed to the abyss that is steam you know yeah um, and it looks like from what the folks over at GameIndustry.biz uh, shared, they said that Ubi says that they will also be putting on some additional select titles throughout 2019 as well. So it's going to be interesting to see where things lie and where uh, everything kind of goes. I wonder who the next kind of big AAA publisher is going to go and put something on their store. And I wonder, again, like how that's going to manifest itself. Do you have any ideas? Do you have any thoughts like who you think may may make the next jump? Um, I don't know because all the big publishers like EA, Bethesda, Ubi, you know, they all have their own launchers. Now, like Ubi did put their stuff there, but I can't see like EA saying, hey, our stuff is also available on like Epic Store. I can't see like Bethesda kind of doing that either. So I don't know if there's any other huge, like one of the major, major, um, publishers that that like are doing it but like i could see you know like uh you know and like i don't know if devolvers i don't think devolver stuff is on there completely but you know you know seeing seeing like the, their stuff on there i think would be dope um obviously obviously we have like the remaining episodes of the walking dead on mm-hmm. there as well and and like i can see those like uh mid-tiers like your don't nods and, and like that kind of stuff um like there's no reason I don't think I don't want to say there's no reason to be on Steam because obviously Steam has like the audience, but I think companies launched there without thinking about it. They were like, "I have to launch there. That's where all the people are." But I think Fortnite and these other games has like shown that there's also you know 200 million people that have the Epic launcher on their on their uh, machines because they all play Fortnite, you know. Yeah. So. So um so so yeah I think it's gonna be a lot of the double A space like I can see them almost all moving over t- to 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 be honest but I don't Square. think people will, I I don't think people will abandon Steam I just yeah. but like I do think that you know they might be like hey I'm gonna launch on like Epic for the first three months or whatever and then release on Steam I can see that to like get the most money from the early adopters. 
Yeah. Square doesn't have a launcher, does do they? Um, I don't believe so. They may that would be a good look for them. Well, that would like they, you said don't nod and, and all those other folks. Yeah, but they'd have to not cancel Final Fantasy and <laughs> <laughs> You know, do all that stuff. They got more problems than that. <laughs> that's true. That's true. What I what I hope, though, is that when you like if you have your own stuff, right, you have your own launcher, you have all that stuff. I want there to be some like extra incentive to join the Epic Store. Like I would love for there to be like if you have Division 2 and you get it on the Epic Store, you get like a perk, right? You get like a, a Fortnite skin that you can use in division oh, two or something like that, which would be kind of funky. I think that that would be a lot of fun where anything that comes onto the Epic store. If you, if you make that jump, you get some kind of crossover, uh, uh, marketing stuff that happens besides just being on the store itself. Like that would be funky. Well, you have some division esque kind of thing in Fortnite, or you have some Fortnite kind of thing in division or whatever the next game is going to be. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I can see that. I I, yeah. I, I think that's a, a, a good idea. Um, Steam yeah. definitely does some of that as well with Valve's games. You know, like there's a lot of games where if you bought them, like I like you would get like some skin in Team Fortress 2 or like something in Left 4 Dead or like Portal and like that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, I think Epic should absolutely jump on that for sure. Yeah. Moving on. Um, we have some more good news, or, or I should say, we have some more big news that got shared. Jason Schreier, the man, the myth, the legend, has broke more news. I think he's broke. He's broken more news in the past like eight months than he's like he's like taking Patrick Klepek's scoops job <laughs> and been like snagging all these big stories and dropping them out in the world. So there was these rumblings I saw on on Twitter earlier today. <clears throat> We're recording this as of Thursday. And um, it was this weird conversation about something going on with Bungie. So like Bungie, uh, they had they were in the news talking about um, some changes to um, some gameplay stuff that they did, which we'll talk about after this story. Um, and I thought, OK, that's going to be just whatever that story is. And maybe there'll be like something else that's attached to it. Maybe there's some new um, kind of uh, DLC or, you know, they move something up or there's some bug fixes or some of that stuff. Jason Schreier basically is like, hey, so I had <laughs> a little bird told me that there's going to be a big team meeting at Bungie today and it could possibly be something to the effect of how they're going to be working with Activision going forward. Yeah. Everybody freaked out. People sure. were like, yo, what the hell is happening? Layoffs, what does that even mean? What it could be. <clears throat> yeah. Like what does that even mean? And there's been conversations that he's been sharing for a long time about kind of the strained relationship between Activision and Bungie. Um, a lot of it kind of getting, um, kind of push forward from the community as well to being like, Hey, the stuff that we thought we were going to be getting didn't necessarily seem like it was up to par. It always felt like the roadmap wasn't really sturdy and that some of the decisions that seemed to be, to, to be made didn't seem like they were in the best benefits of the community and, and for the gaming and for the gaming public. It seemed like it was the thing that Activision is fairly known for, which is kind of the money grab and saying, Hey, uh, Activision is kind of pushing these is kind of, you know, pulling these strings to make Bungie do all this stuff. We don't like that. And we wish it would stop. And as of today, it sounds like that is going to stop. 
it seems like that is going to be changing in the not too distant future because Activision and Bungie are getting a divorce. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of crazy because they were on a what 10 year contract or something to that effect. I mean, uh, alleged. I mean, there was a leaked slide that said they had the ten year plan for Destiny. I still think that was kind of misinterpreted. Uh-huh. But the fact is that they've been together for eight years. I mean, Destiny took a long time to make. You know, it took a long time to create. Um, and the actual game that we see has been out for, I believe, four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's. Uh, but they've been together. You know, that's a, that's quite a bit of time. That's a lot of expansions, a lot of content, and a lot of sales targets that. They'd been hitting up until Forsaken, right? Where yeah. Activision said that this hasn't hasn't hit their sales their uh, sales uh, goals. So, so I'm I'm betting that that was a big reason why this happened. And like also, Activision is just you know they have switched some executives around. They've been cutting costs a bit, you know. So I can definitely see them maybe thinking that they've gotten what they could out of this franchise. Mm-hmm. When in Destiny and Destiny Two sold very very well, you know, so they might just be kind of cutting and running, be like, "Yo, like we got what we wanted, peace." Yeah, uh, uh, per the story that Jason wrote, he said employees cheered and popped champagne, according to one person who was there. Uh, in a blog post from Bungie directly, they said, we have enjoyed a successful eight year run and would like to thank Activision for their partnership on Destiny. Looking ahead, we are excited to announce plans for Activision to transfer publishing rights for Destiny to Bungie. With our remarkable Destiny community, we are ready to publish on our own while Activision will increase their focus on owned IP projects. Um, wow. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a, it's a really, it's a big shakeup for Bungie. I don't think Activision really loses much in this. No, no, um, they they made a ton of money. Yeah, I think the interesting part about this is now you know folk like the sentiment, and I kind of tweeted about this. The sentiment online was really interesting because I've never seen um, the gaming community so happy that there was this kind of split. Usually, these these splits are kind of not amicable. They're usually kind of contentious, and the, and some of that stuff we never really hear about because it's always kind of behind the scenes stuff. The lawyers get involved yeah. and no one else really knows about it. But the interesting part about this were so many people who I know who are like deeply entrenched in the, the destiny community were so happy about this. They were like gleeful in the fact that these two folks were, these two companies were kind of splitting up. And I'm guessing that's because the hopes are going to be that Bungie now is going to be free of the, the Activision shackles and be able to kind of, do exactly what they have planned to do and do exactly what they want with destiny and hopefully kind of move it in a better direction. I guess my question for you reef is, do you feel like we're going to see a different bungee at this point? Or do we feel like destiny two is going to kind of still go down the, the path that they talked about and not really change that much in terms of course? Yeah. I think destiny two is pretty set. Uh, I can't imagine them changing too much. With it, I mean, we're two years in. Um, um, I do know that Activision did mandate that they had a major release every year. I can see that stopping. Yeah. And I can see Bungie saying, yo, we really need time to work on these things. So it might move to something that's similar to other MMOs where you might get a major, major like release maybe every year and a half, every like two years. Yeah. 
Um, but one thing that a lot of people that are celebrating this, I don't see, I haven't seen a lot of talk about this is they're not going to have that fucking unlimited bank that Activision offered them. Yep. Like destiny is a beautiful game. It has like some of my favorite music of this generation of gaming. And I don't know if Bungie, I, I, I have questions if, if they'll be able to swing the same fidelity. You know, mm. I hope they can. And like, it's not like, like they have the talent to do it, obviously, with the people that they have there. But I'm pretty sure Activision just kind of threw resources at them and said, yo, you know, just pay what you can to have this artist kind of, kind of do this. And I wonder if Bungie themselves are going to have to make some, some sacrifices just because they don't have that unlimited piggy bank um, that they had with, like, with um, Activision. So I do expect the, the, Feature iterations of the game to not be that huge uh, jump in terms of fidelity that we've seen in the in the previous, um, you know, in like Destiny One and like its expansions, and then Destiny Two and Forsaken. So that's yeah. the one thing that I think is a is a, something I'm a little sad about with this mm-hmm. because, because I I do I just think that Destiny is one of like I said best looking and best sounding games in this era, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm hoping that they can at least approach that when when it's just them. Well, let me relieve you of a little bit of your sadness because I just uh, checked the article and it looks like Bungie did receive a $100 million investment from a Chinese company called NetEase for their next game uh, that they're going to do. So so I don't know if that money, uh, like you said, is going to be going directly to Destiny development. But there will be another game at some point from Bungie from, you know, with the, the, the connection to this Chinese company. You know, who knows when that's going to drop and who knows, you know, <laughs> if that means that that's going to be like way, way if there's a Destiny 3 or if Destiny 2 is the end of the line. But with that said, um, the, 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 the folks did say that they will continue to have Destiny 2 on Battle.net um, and they don't want to transition people off that. Um, as of just yet, but yeah. we'll see. Like, I think, I think what's, what's going to be interesting to see is, you know, what happens now if Bungie has missteps, right? Because before a lot of folks were like, yo, this is Activision's fault. This is the influence of that company on Bungie. And now if they drop the ball, it's all on them now. Yep. And they have nobody else to, I mean, they never really blamed Activision. You can probably tell that there were some folks behind the scenes who were like, yo, this is kind of crappy and I hate this part of, you know, this part of development. But now they literally have no one else to blame but themselves if something goes wrong. And it will be interesting to see how the community reacts to stuff in that way on both ends. If they if they really go, you know, head over heels and, and give them a lot of props when they do well. And if they really double down on on the negativity once they don't, or if they don't, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, that is absolutely the the uh, you know like the pro and con of doing your own thing is yeah. You if if it's a success, there's no one else that can take your shine. But if but if you fail with something, there's no one else that can take the heat. Like you gotta deal with it on both ends. Um, but my thought is that, and and I've seen a lot of people say that they're hoping that Bungie can reach some Halo esque proportions on its own, mm-hmm. and 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 like I'm like, yo, like they had Microsoft money, yeah, when they were making Halo. <laughs> like it's not like they were this scrappy indie. I mean, they were like an indie like before 
like Microsoft bought them and like they were making Macintosh games, you know, right? Like, like a marathon and stuff. But it's not like they made Halo on like a shoestring budget. Like uh, like a Microsoft was like, "Yo, we're getting into the console race. Make us a a, a genre defining game," <laughs> <laughs> you know? And they did it. Yeah. So I mean, look, I'm I, I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm hoping that we'll get all of the best with maybe a little bit of the negativity but i won't be surprised i mean this has been eight years of having that activision cash rules everything around me like mentality and i don't know i'm 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 kind of bracing for for definitely some bumps along the road in terms of you know how it looks and how it sounds yeah it'll be nice to see bungie get their voice back in in some ways and be able to kind of still implement certain things they kind of have wanted to push it pushed into uh destiny 2 and i hope you know they still have a long um roadmap in terms of stuff that they're supposed to be getting to us if you're still a destiny 2 player so we'll we'll see how some of that stuff kind of gets tweaked uh now that they won't have activision breathing down their necks to get stuff out the door um yeah i'm, of- I'm just I'm, I'm just hoping that they make like a strike where like where where like you like go into Activision's headquarters, you know, and like there's just like a bunch of hive in there and like business suits and you just gotta just take them out. Oh my god. Great. That's I we do not we do not <laughs> condone. It'd be awesome. <laughs> I, just want... I condone it. It'd be great. Yeah. There'll still be no freaking uh uh really good gold engrams in there (laughs) you just you just won't get any exotic engrams at all um one of the things that uh in terms of destiny community that we also heard about this week was something about and you're gonna have to refresh my memory on this one um about there was a puzzle that was supposed to be in the game that got changed around because people couldn't couldn't beat it could you could you go into a little bit of that for the folks yeah so so as part of the annual pass for destiny 2 um bungie has slowly unveiled these uh challenges called forges and you basically like you do a bunch of like quest lines and then you essentially unlock this uh forge that's like a you know it's a fairly hard like horde mode activity um, and you can unlock new weapons, new armor, you know, new shaders, standard MMO type uh, stuff. Well, the fourth and final forge, um, Bungie basically made this very complicated cipher, and in, 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 in like they were like, "Yo, if anybody in the world cracks this, we'll open up the fourth forge to everybody," you know. Um, so, so they released it, you know, on Tuesday. Um, and by Wednesday, nobody had completed it. And, you, you know, the way that the Destiny streamer like community is, is, you know, it's their job to play Destiny. So they just streamed 24 hours straight and they couldn't do it, you know? Um, and a lot of people were angry online, like, oh my God, Bungie, like, like, this is awful. Like, uh, you're putting your content like behind you know, like, like uh, something that only a streamer can do and these streamers can't even do it. Um, and, you know, Bungie buckled to the pressure and they unlocked the forge for everybody, even though the puzzle had not been solved. Now, this is 24 hours after they unleashed the puzzle. So people were complaining that they didn't get what they wanted as soon as possible, even though people have been asking for really hard things to do. And like, you know, like, um, like there's often a lot of 
allusions that like Destiny players make to like Vault of Glass, which you know was like I think eighteen hours to beat, mm-hmm. and like uh, Outbreak Prime, uh, which which you know took a long time, and like uh, people doing binary uh, code and like uh, deciphering like JPEGs and all that kind of stuff. Um, so they were like, okay, we're gonna give you we're gonna give you guys something really hard, and because people couldn't do it in a day. Um, they complained super hard and I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm a little shocked that Bungie, uh, you know, opened, you know, just like kind of buckled to it. But I do think that I can agree with the criticism in that maybe don't make it to unlock the forge, but they could have done it to maybe, maybe you get some uh, exotic or maybe you get like, you know, you know, some like, you know, automatically masterworked item or you get like you know, 30 enhancement cores or like something crazy. But I, I just, I just get so bothered by the constant, and this is not just a destiny problem, but the constant like emotional roller coaster of feedback from like the 5% of vocal fans of these games. Um, and they do, I feel like tend to drive companies to make decisions that are based around them and not the majority of players. <laughs> yeah, so so I was I was pretty down on this news. Um, you now, you were salty about this news. You said this in the nicest was, way possible. You said it salty when we were in our chat. Look, man, I'm a professional. Okay, <laughs> I'm a professional. I also feel um, like I also feel like you're a little bit upset because you are like you can see the matrix because you know so much math and you're like <laughs> so you're like. Yeah. These motherfuckers couldn't get this thing right, and now they're going to complain about it. This is weak sauce. No, it, yeah, I mean, it, it it makes it feel bad for the devs because the devs are like, okay, like we made a game that was more accessible to a larger group of like a people. You guys complained about that. We uh, made a raid in the Last Wish that was like very high light and was re- really difficult. You guys complained that it was too high this other thing is like too easy and this thing is like uh, too hard it's just like like it just bothers me that i feel like these like devs put their heart and soul into these games they spend tons of hours they sacrifice not seeing their family and all that stuff and like these people just go from left to right like like there's no spectrum it's just like super angry super happy super angry super happy and it 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 just fatigues me and I mm-hmm. and I I can't imagine how how it must feel to be like you know actually in the mud like making this stuff and like and reading these comments. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like I'm one of those folks who <clears throat> doesn't have necessarily the same amount of time like I used to to play Destiny, and I it's weird because like the the previous um, I'm trying to think what was the last thing that they did. Actually, when they did the forges in the beginning, mm-hmm. it felt like the light level was a little bit too high out the gate, yeah. and they re and they readjusted stuff, and it felt like that was kind of gatekeeping content already. So you have this this latest yeah. thing that well, feels well. The the uh, problem with that, I think, wasn't really the light level; was the fact that you had to play old content to get your light up to play the new content. Right. I feel like if they would have rolled out new content that you could mm. level up to to play more new content, I think that would have been fine. Good point. 
Good point. Yeah, you're right about that. That was that was the actual complaint that most people had. Yeah. I, I I mean, and when when you initially because I didn't hear about this story until you shared it with with me, um, I didn't know it was just 24 hours. That was the thing. Yeah. When you said 24 hours, I was I was side eyeing my computer because I was yeah, like, really? Yeah, it was a day. I see. That's yeah. That sucks because that's like whoever that person was or whoever that team was. It is super intricate to put these ciphers and these things together. I remember the first day that the new content opened up and someone found a map and saw that it was like something that you had to like drive your, your sparrow through this like maze of stuff to get towards the end of it. And I was watching he, uh, him and somebody else do it. And I was like, this is dope. Like, I love the fact that they're doing this, like, you know, super, super intricate puzzle stuff. And it's, it's all stuff is hidden and it's going to take a long time to, to, to break it. And it also, it kind of sucks because the cool thing about what they just did with the latest raid where everyone did raid day and the first team, you know, world's first got to basically unlock new content for everybody else. That was going to that was going to be a cool thing. I hope that they were going to continue to do in the game because it felt like something that everyone in the community was striving to do for not only the, their own notoriety, but for the ability for everybody else to get into this cool content and check it out so, for themselves. I, yeah, I wish that they would have not kind of broke down on that. Now, now hearing that it's only 24 hours afterward, yeah, like that's you got to let people work through it. But it feels like. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sound like that dude, but it's like in the world of participa- participation trophies, like this feels like a little bit of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, every, everybody uh, wants their stuff immediately. Like they want to get everything immediately, and if they don't, they like pitch a fit. Like that's what pisses me off about it. Is it's like, yeah. first of all, you are you're under no obligation to access everything. Mm-hmm. Like, like there should be some stuff that you work at. Maybe there's something that takes weeks to figure out. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, it'd be dope. You know? Like, like now as, as I, as I said before, them tying it to a forge opening, I can see since that's the main piece of content that they're unlocking every week, I can see the argument there, but yeah, I feel like people in general were like, we said hard, but this puzzle is, a, is so hard that it, that we couldn't solve it in a, in a freaking day. Uh, so get rid of it. It's yeah. Just like, Yo, chill. Yeah. Chill <clears throat> yeah. I want, I want there to be some, I, w- I don't want there to be heavy gatekeeping where it's like, you can't get to new stuff because that's the weird, you know, gameplay cycle of that game is like, you get to this one spot where you're either capped out at light or now you're just trying to reroll weapons so that you get the ones that you want so that you can do specific things like the raid or like forges or, you know, crucible stuff or things like that. And it feels like they're, they're, you know, dropping little things here and there to kind of move the the community along and give them new things to get. But it's like when you, you bark at the people who are like making the stuff that you just asked for, (laughs) it's like, I don't understand what people want anyway. It's, it sucks. That sucks. Um, last story. Uh, for this quick episode of the Swan Me podcast, um, you have been watching a lot of awesome games done quick, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, I love I love speed runs. I've never really speed run speed ran. I don't know what's the speed rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've 
I've never done it myself, but I love, love watching them. And, you know, uh, Awesome Games done a quick. They raise a ton, a ton of money for um, my cancer. And I've definitely lost some people close to me because of cancer. So it's important to me. And I've just been watching some fantastic, fantastic um, ones. I would say if there's anything that you should watch, even if you haven't played this game, I think it's worth watching the Hollow Knight speedrun. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like a f- really difficult platformer, but also a beautiful one and great music and stuff. And seeing them kind of do this ballet of because it wasn't really glitches, like because like uh, there, there's like runs where like people like abuse like uh, glitches and they go through walls and stuff. This was just like a ballet of jumping and hitting at the right time and avoiding enemies and ducking and that stuff. It just is incredible. And it was like super drama filled where like the, you know, most of the time when you're speed running a game, you don't have time to collect all the health upgrades. So you so like most of the time when you're at the end, it's like one hit and you're dead usually because you don't have a lot of health. And they made it so that they were at the end. They had like one little sliver of like health left and they beat it. And I was like cheering and, and like everybody lost their minds in, in the uh, crowd. Um, definitely would suggest the Hollow Knight one. Um, the, uh, the super ghouls and ghosts ones also very good. Um, if you're not familiar with that game, notoriously difficult Capcom game from the eighties. Um, and it's also a game that you have to play through twice. Like that's how hard it was that you beat it once. <laughs> and like the princess is like, I'm sorry, you don't have the right weapon. You got to play through it all again. Um, really, really fun watch. Um, and the last one I would say is, there's a there was a uh, speedrun of Sonic One by um, I th- I I think his name was like Doctor Fatbody and it was dope <laughs> because you know you, you, you know he was um, I don't know what his ethnic background is but he definitely felt like just someone around the block that was just playing a game and he was giving giving like shout outs and like all that stuff so most of the time um, you know these can feel very white and very male. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, I I definitely saw s- s- some uh, women that were like both on the couch and speed running, and uh, and uh, Doctor Fatbody was there, you know, representing with the slang. So um, yeah, definitely check it out. Just like go to Games Done Quick on YouTube or on like a Twitch. Um, they put the YouTube videos up pretty quickly. So if you wanted to go to a specific run, I think they have them for the last like couple of years. So like you can literally just. Sc- scroll through and it has like the game names and the and, and the uh, time mm-hmm. the best part about it i think because like you can watch speed runs any time of the year but the 80 but the adq ones just have great commentators yeah so that's that, true so, so like they're actually explaining like uh like a, this is a five frame perfect move that he's gonna do here you know and that kind of stuff um and it's just really dope i it, it just puts me in a great mood it reminds me why i love games so check out games on quick very dope stuff yeah i've been watching people just like like while out online and sharing so many videos and clips and all the stuff about people doing all that stuff i've been watching some at work uh it's been it's always good energy which i love about those big events is that everyone comes to it with this really good sense of community and everyone loves to, to kind of get in there and and, and share their knowledge about the the super niche thing that they have learned. Uh, and it's, and it's so dope to see people with like this encyclopedic knowledge of yeah. whatever game that they have, have been playing for, for God knows how long. So yeah, 
definitely check that stuff out. Make sure that you Shit, are yeah. watching it. Um, in the next couple of weeks, we have a couple of things on the horizon. Um, I just came from uh, a couple of events. I came from the, the Division Two event uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think the embargo for that stuff up is coming up soon uh, or is, is dropping soon. So I'll be able to share some of the stuff that I did when I was out in North Carolina. Um, next week, I will not be on the show. Uh, I'll be in L.A. at the Mortal Kombat 11 event. Um, yesterday or no, two days ago, uh, I was just, uh, down in San Fran at the trials rising, uh, their new game uh, from Ubisoft that's coming out soon. Um, and we're going to be doing some other stuff with them, uh, in a couple of weeks, hopefully as well. So a lot of division stuff, a lot of trials rising stuff. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to get some interviews while I'm down in LA for the mortal Kombat stuff. Um, and again, like shout out to you, Reef. congrats again on, on, uh, uh, pop in the question. That's super dope to share, share that uh, you shared that out on social media stuff and, and with us and you want nothing but the, the best for, for you twos. Thank, use. Thank uh, you. I appreciate it. Cause yes, y'all are amazingly uh, dope. It is, it is such a great thing to happen. I'm really blessed. And um, you know, yeah, it's just uh, you, you just got to make moves in life and it could be scary and it could feel overwhelming, but you, you gotta, gotta take a leap. Word. Well, we love you. We love we love everybody in in, in that conversation. And also, got to give a huge shout out to friend of the show, three time champion, man of myth and legend, Grand Pooh Bear, who just had his first child this week. Oh, nice! Congrats! So, congrats to to him and to Gina. Yeah. Uh, love them. Uh, always want to give them some love. So, if you get a chance to, whenever he gets back to stream and give him some love from for for us. Uh, and share some good words for for he as a new dad uh, in the world uh, doing dope things. Um, so, yeah, all that is good in the hood. We'll have C back on, on the next show. Uh, and until then, we're going to hit you with the social media business. Can you do that, Reef? Sure. Uh, SpawnOn.me will get you to the website archive of our shows, little, pro- l- 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 little profiles of us, some information on past Spawn for Goods, all that good stuff there. Um, we're pretty active on Twitter. You can follow us at Spawn on Me there and on Facebook, uh, Spawn on Me Podcast as well. On Instagram, it's at Spawn on Me Podcast. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can go Spawn on Me Podcast at gmail.com. And we also have a T Public store as well. So if you want to get some merch, uh, some pillows, some phone stuff, uh, and uh, a, uh, a life-size uh, man- mannequin of uh, Khalif Adams. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you can go there. Uh, just go to T Public and search for a spawn on me as well. Um, uh, we have not been on Twitch in a little in a couple of weeks, but but like, we do have a uh, partner Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/spawn on me. Um, when we return, we will definitely let everybody know. Um, and if you want to upgrade your Bracago patronage um you can go to patreon.com slash spawn on me as well um donate as little as, as as you like and like i and like a, you will get access to our premium shows um and uh other content that we post there from time to time yep yeah we have our the latest one that is up as of this show uh is our discussion c and i had one about bird box versus a quiet place which is 
a really good one because we kind of we kind of went at each other a little bit we in in, in brotherly in brotherly <laughs> terms um so definitely check that stuff out and we'll be back next week with some more dopeness uh, and we will see you all then peace